I don't really believe in writer's block. I think that's kind of bullshit. It's like, if something isn't working, try something else. And if that's not working, try something else. And don't think that everything that you start writing has to be amazing. Like, you should want it to be really bad. Just get it out there and you can edit it later. That's Oliver Moll, a Sydney-based writer with some great advice on writing there. You're listening to the Writer's Blockcast, where we ask writers, where do you like to write? But before we get to that, let me ask you a question. If you're a writer, how often do you actually sit down and write a day? Oliver says he sets himself a pretty strict writing routine and he'll aim for about 1,000 to 1,500 words a day. It's not, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm going to be the most creative in insert time here. It's just like I wake up, have some breakfast, and then I just start writing and I'll have a few things on the go. Um, my name's Oliver Moll and I am a writer from Sydney. Um, primarily at the moment I'm writing, I guess, non-fiction, but it also is sort of fiction and I'm interested in the overlap between them. I've got a book coming out next year in May and currently I'm pretty much exclusively publishing everything to Facebook because I want people to be excited about writing and to read something and be like, whoa, cool, I didn't know that could be a story. And I feel like not many people are reading lit mags anymore and there's a much wider audience I want to get involved with and I want to use social media as a publishing platform. At the moment, I'm writing in my kitchen on a table with a laptop that's elevated by about five books. I used to get quite severe migraines and I couldn't figure out why but I recently got reading glasses and my migraines have gone away. Before that, I guess like when I was living in Melbourne, I was writing uh, on the floor of my living room in Carlton North and it wasn't the best, there was always people around. Uh, there was dirty laundry hanging up close to a heater. Uh, we had a few mice. Um, and anyway, I put all that into a grant application and I got a grant uh, through the Wheeler Center to do a hot desk fellowship. So I wrote there for it was two months let's say two months and uh, yeah got a bunch of stuff done and then basically after that um, continued writing back on my living room floor and yeah I guess at a bunch of cafes drinking too much coffee don't drink coffee anymore gives me mad anxiety attacks tea is good I've done like two Facebook series and the first one was uh, about memories about growing up in Texas. So it was like 30 memories in 30 days of growing up in Texas. Mm -hmm. And so that was a Facebook series I did over 30 days and it started, you know, I got with like five likes or 10 likes and then it sort of went up to 40 to 60 likes by the end of it. And then that's what I submitted to the Scribe Nonfiction Prize for Young Writers and that's what ended up winning that, which is now part of my book. And then the second Facebook thing I did was a um, uh, reviews of places I slept while traveling South and Central America. So that was another 30-day project, and that one did even even better. So it sort of went from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 likes. And so I just want to keep giving away as much free stuff as possible until my book comes out so that people buy it and I don't go broke and I can write the next one. Facebook's sort of one of those things where like, if you're not into what someone's doing, you can just stop seeing their posts or you can block them um, but if you can somehow not piss people off 
and actually make people look forward to or enjoy what you're about to do, that can be really exciting. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get it. In year four, I won a riding prize for some story about a cat. In year four? Yeah, but it wasn't great. It was some story about a cat and maybe like an old man and it didn't go anywhere. It was just two people living together being like, yeah. I think the cat spoke. I can't even remember really. But I remember getting my photo taken and being like, huh, this feels nice. <laughs> Photos. You're also in grade four, so. Yeah. Oh, it was an awful story. So how did you get into writing then? Um, I guess when I, like I went to South America, or I went to Canada when I was 18, um, and I think my mum bought me this like journal to write down my trip because, you know, you go overseas and you like find yourself or something. And I wasn't interested in finding myself, but it was this like amazing uh, journal with like a world atlas on the front, and it, and it had like inspirational quotes going through. And I think I wrote about two pages and then gave up. But then when I came back, I sort of just started like thinking about all this stuff and like writing it down. And it was really awful, uh, sugary, adjects, heavy, uh, Jack Kerouac inspired, disgusting. It wasn't great. I don't ever want anyone to see it. But, um, yeah, and then I just sort of kept doing it. And then, uh, yeah, I got accepted into RMIT. And then, I don't know, I, I don't feel like I was writing anything that I would even feel comfortable with saying was okay up until maybe, like, two and a half years ago. But I feel like I had to go through all of that stuff and, like, read widely and uh, try a bunch of stuff out and keep at it. And I think that's what a lot of people find difficult is, like, the keeping at it part. It was never really like, should I keep going, should I not? Because like, I still don't view writing as like a serious thing. Like, I don't view it as a job. I don't view it as like some important thing that, I guess, defines me. It's more like, I like doing this, and it's fun. And as soon as it stops becoming fun, then I'm probably not going to do it anymore. I'm not a great editor. I'm an awful copywriter. I'm a pretty bad, like, professional music reviewer. And so, you know, there are all these other avenues that you can explore to use your writing to make money if you want to, but I never want to, like, confuse doing what I really love doing with the sole purpose to make money. Like, I'm more than happy to make a lot of money from writing if it's stuff that I believe in, but I don't want to do copyright a website and get paid $1,000 and spend a bunch of time banging my head against the wall. I don't know, I guess I'm just really interested in like the here and the right now and whether that's good or that's bad or even like, don't even define it as good or bad, just like say what it is and probably even if it's someone who's living like, you know, in West Virginia who grew up on a farm, like you'll be able to relate on some human level to that and I just haven't really found that much in the Australian lit scene. I love Romy Ash, Chris Somerville, um, their books are amazing. Uh, Holy Child's latest book, No Limit, just came out. I'm really excited to read that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, Do you think we just take ourselves too seriously? Maybe. And I also think that, like, the one big difference between America and Australia is that in America, like, you know, the American dream is to push yourself, strive for excellence. In my classroom when I was in year four, there was 
a post that said American ends in I can. Like, this is the sort of, like, level of personal belief. Whereas in Australia, and I feel like this is changing, I really hope it is, and it's something that I feel like maybe I get in trouble for or people think I'm arrogant. Maybe it is because I grew up in America, but there's still this quite large tall poppy syndrome thing going on and people are afraid to back themselves. And when people believe in themselves, it seems like very self-serving and egotistical. And it's just like, no, man, I'm just really excited about what I'm doing. And that's okay. (laughs) A lot of what I, like, a lot of the, actually nearly every story that I've published on Facebook and even a large portion of my book I wrote on my iPhone and iPhone notes just because it was on the train or I was going somewhere or like so I don't really feel like I don't know I think like the idea that you need a specific space to write is sort of silly to me and not for everyone like this is all I would never speak for anyone else but like just for me because if you want to do something then just do it it's like people are like oh I'm a writer or I'm an artist and it's like mm, what? go do that stop talking to me why, why, why are you talking about it Show me some stuff. I want to hear it or see it, but don't be like, oh, it's not, it's not 9.17 and my creativity hits at 9.18 and I have to have a double espresso or something. It's not a question of, is this good enough? It's just like, are you enjoying it? And if you stop, I feel like that's maybe a life metaphor in itself. And it's like, if you stop worrying about if you're measuring up to something, but rather ask the question, am I happy with this or am I happy with what I'm doing? you'll probably find that you end up getting better at whatever that thing is anyway. I think the more you start writing, the more confident you get within certain narrative structures, but then you start maybe questioning yourself or things that you're doing around you. And I think maybe the secret is once you figure out what you're feeling about stuff and if you can express that in a way that is potentially universal or potentially you should never strive for universi- universality or yeah, something exactly. use that word yeah. but people people can relate maybe to what you're doing and and if people can relate to what you're doing you know that's nice in that you've helped someone else think about something in the way that maybe they wouldn't have thought of but now do